Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. And today my guest is uh, Caleb Carey. Welcome, Caleb. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's good. Nice. That's great to, uh, make, great to make the connection. Um, and that was because of our common friend, Kelly, right? Yeah, Kelly used to, I used to work under Kelly at uh, Nine Around, actually, a couple of years ago, uh, a few years ago now. Yeah, a few right, years ago now. Right. Yeah, so, so it's been going a while, Nine Round, hasn't it? um i'm not too sure i know that kelly she i think she came for her fourth or fifth birthday i think yeah, yeah. Uh, she was telling me not so long ago so it's pretty yeah, yeah good on her actually yeah mm, especially to go mm. through the covid process and yeah i know i know that must have been hard on her but yeah she seemed to stuck it out and yeah good on her yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she's she's just definitely tenacious isn't she so yeah uh, yeah no, uh, honestly applaud her she i think she moved heavily onto that online space during yeah during covid as a lot of people did yeah um yeah, and obviously she's able to retain a lot of her clients to that. So mm. yeah, that's mm. she did a great right, good on her. Yeah, good on her. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. So um, let me see if I've got some of my uh, my research All right. So yeah. you um, you did some some work at AUT, um, some work at uh, New Zealand Football. This is strength, yeah. strength and conditioning. Correct. Um, teaching assistant back at AUT. Yeah. Um, strength and strength and conditioning coach with the the Northern Marvels. Yeah. So they feed um, into the Northern Mystics. Oh, Mystics. Gotcha. Yeah. And then um, and now um, working with uh, the the team at Westlake and leading their um, sports academy. Yeah. So I look after. So I lead. Well, I oversee the academy of sport at at Westlake. So all their uh, youth development practices, more so the S and C side of things. So right. Yep. Yeah. The academy of sport is pretty big at Westlake. Um, right. they invest into sort of six primary sports and okay i look after all the youth sort of youth development practices for that mm. fantastic it's pretty good how, yeah, long, just, how long have you around. been at westlake uh they asked me to come on um towards the end of last year um so yeah i've been there for about six months so far i'm still actually studying full-time the funny funny thing about that mm. i was supposed to be finished in february so i took on the role <laughs> thinking yeah, it'll be all done. And then COVID's kind of prolonged that until yeah. April. Now it's yeah. until August. Now it's been extended <laughs> to September. So <laughs> trying to juggle that full-time study, full-time workers at yeah. times can be a bit of a stressful stressful hazard, but no, it's all right. It's all yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you didn't see that coming and you couldn't control it, it's like, you know, you've got no no choice but to um, sink or swim. <laughs> Get yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So no, it's definitely teaching me, um, it's taught me a lot, actually. I, I like to call it character building, so yeah nice yeah no it's, yeah. it's all good yeah Looking so now i've been there for about six months so far right yeah. right mm -hmm. and so how did that work it sounds like you may have had a bit of a shoulder tap to uh to, to move into that role yeah so um i long story short i used to work for athlete development out of the millennium um yeah. in auckland yeah uh, so i worked there for about two years and i pretty much got asked if i want to do some work for westlake on the side yeah um just while i was still studying um and then yeah long story short they pretty much hit me up towards the end of last year saying that our our lead snc is leaving would you want to yep. take on the role um yep. we like the stuff that you do so mm. i said why not right 
Mm, um, mm, yeah, mm. so now I'm leading that leading that area. I got three people working underneath me, so yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've worked heavily in the youth space. Yeah, but I think I'm ready for that next sort of step. Um, to be completely honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Working yeah. in the youth space for maybe about three years now. So right. Yeah, ready for that sort of next challenge, next step. Sure, uh, sure, sure. I guess in that sort of career, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that the um, is that the pathway you envisaged when you started getting into it, and you, you got the studies going, and you saw uh, opportunities with yeah. it? Good question. Um, I don't really know what my pathway was. I've always kind of been. Um, I've always aspired to sort of get into that performance environment. Mm. Um, I guess as a lot of people do, but I've kind of continued with that, yeah. and I'm still sort of aspiring to get to there. So. Did, did I expect this along the way? Not really. I don't really know what there was out there, to be completely honest with you. I started okay. studying uh, with pretty with the unknown. I just know yeah. I wanted to heavily walk in that, work in that sport space. Yeah. Um, so that performance environment. And along the way, I've kind of dabbled into areas. I've dabbled, obviously, into the group fitness scene. I've dabbled yep. into... Uh, I haven't really done personal training, but I've done that sort of fitness instructor environment. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've done a lot of internships here and there, trying to get a taste of everything. And mm. over the time... I've, I've, I've spoken to a few people, you know, and it's sort of led me down that youth space. And I've talked to a lot of people and they say that's sort of the first sort of initial, uh, initial phases before you, I guess, develop yourself as an SNC or yeah. as a trainer, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I've then fallen into those positions just as time has progressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. So I guess you were probably in the right place at the right time at the very beginning. So... So where was was AUT where you started that 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 process in terms of your studies? Uh, yes, I started. Yes, I um, started my undergrad at AUT. I'm still yeah. at AUT now. Uh, I'm doing yeah. my master's, just finishing off my thesis at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I did my undergrad at AUT. Yeah. And then part of your second year, you've got to do two placements. Okay. Um, my, I actually did my first one at Nine Round. I was already working there, but I just did that there uh just because i just come back from the states actually for on exchange um so i was pretty pretty low for money so i didn't really want to yep. go out and go invest my time on on free work so i just needed yep. a bit of money at the time yeah um and then for my second placement i actually worked out of athlete development and yeah they offered me a role at the end of that uh right. so i started working there part-time mm. um and then i did my uh, in my third year, you also have to pick up a 400-hour placement. Okay. Um, and I applied. I, I knew I wanted to get into that performance space, as I said to you before. So I, yeah. um, I was already sort of working in that youth space. I've done some work in that group fitness environment. Mm. I worked out as sort of the, the Auckland Council's sort of fitness instructor roles. I had that as a part-time gig at the same time. I'm yep. um, trying to just dabbling into everything. Mm. So I thought this was be a good time to, um, yeah, I guess get a taste of that performance environment. So I put yeah. my CV out to many different organizations and I pretty much took the first one that got back to me, which is yep. the Northern Stars. It was for the ANZ Premiership. Okay. Um, so I took that and I also took on a New Zealand football got back to me too. So I took on two internships at once, mm. um, bravely. Mm. And mm. yeah, it's kind of just, everything's sort of fallen in track. I got the, for a connection at AD, I got the role at, um, got build that connection at Westlake. Yeah. They've obviously liked what I was doing, so then they've asked me to take a full-time role there. Mm, um, mm. Which, there's not much full-time role, S&C roles out there, so it's pretty fortunate. 
Yeah, that's probably going to be my next question is, um, you know, where, how many are there and where do you find them? Because, um, you know, I guess you, know, you need to have your ear to the ground and be talking to the right people if they're, if they're rare. Yeah, great question. Yeah. yeah. Who knows how many? There's not much. Hey? You could probably count them on your hand, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate to be completely honest with you. Just happened to be, I, I don't know, right place, right time, right people. Mm, I, I don't mm. know. Yeah, I'm pretty big on the people I talk to too. Like, well, my, I have university students underneath me and I keep telling them, you know, you never know when opportunity is going to arise. So yeah, make sure you, I, I don't know, at least seem like you're putting in the work. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. Um, yeah, because you never know what's, what that person knows, who that person knows, where the opportunity is going to lead you. So yeah, one yeah. thing just led to another and I've now got the stroll at Westlake. So yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Um, and did you have any, did you have a sporting background yourself? Like was football something that you did or was there a nah, sport that you... Yeah, I, I actually, um, I played league my entire life. Ah. Yeah, rugby league's my background. I've actually, uh, still still at the moment, actually, I want to pursue that league, league space. Um, it's just fortunate enough that obviously, you know, we just talked about the SNC. Mm. You could probably count the, the number of professional teams in, in New Zealand on your hands. And they've probably got one SNC, you know, yeah. per team. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I, I, I realized real quick that trying to get a, a role in that league space is probably going to be really hard to come by. Right. So I just started to take opportunities as they came. So yeah. Yeah. that's how I got that role in New Zealand football. Um, that was from internship, obviously, as I said before. Yep. I did some stuff with Harbour Rugby. Um, and I've also done some some stuff with Moana Pacifica at the beginning of this year too. Just during lockdown, I just picked up a, oh. a sort of placement there just because I was, I was bored. Yep. I thought it would probably yep. look better on my CV. So yeah, Absolutely. I just did like additional stuff. Yeah, yeah rack them up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just building connections there is, is, mm. is sort of what I've, I've learned. Because um, mm. I just saying, you never know where that connection is going to lead you. No, yeah. it's, a, it's a smart skill. And, and is that something that someone taught you or have you just picked that up intuitively? Um, I've, been, I've always been pretty, pretty independent, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Has it, <laughs> I, I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But no, yeah, rug, rugby league is, is... I played rugby league my entire life. Right, um, right. And I've always wanted to sort of pursue that, but... Mm. yeah injuries have sort of led to one another had double hip surgery at the age oh, of 15 wow. really uh, had a shoulder reconstruction at the age 18 okay uh, yeah so yeah I was playing over in australia and stuff and that sort of just yeah, yeah came to, came to an end so tough yeah. uh, tough sport tough sport yeah but i think that's sort of been my drive in that performance space i think is i've always yep. wanted to play in that environment so yeah sort of if i can't play in that environment i'll mm. try and work work in that environment Mm, um, mm. I guess that's been my drive. If you really, you know, get down to the nitty gritty. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, and and tell me more about the uh, about the masters. Obviously, you're in the process of um, finishing that off and getting that tucked yeah. away, so you haven't got so many plates spinning at the same time. But what what's um, yeah. what's what's the top? What's the I guess the area that you've looked at in that? Um, in that yeah. Study? Yeah. So I um yeah I started my. Um, um, long story short, I'm looking at, um, so there's a, I don't know if you've heard of it before, REDIS, Relative Energy Deficiency and Sports Syndrome. Oh, fill us in. Yeah, so um, Relative Energy Deficiency and Sports Syndrome is basically um, a consequence of low energy availability or energy yeah. deficiencies. Yeah. Um, and we know that's quite high uh, in female athletes. And it's when it's ah. the sequence of those get more, I guess, um, acknowledged in male athletes too, or males. And okay. it's basically, like, basically means that the body starts to shut down. 
Yeah. Uh, so part of my research is that we're trained to uh, quantify how much energy you expend during two different training modes. Right. To hopefully then inform uh, nutritional requirements or yeah, caloric uh, requirements. Yes. Minimize energy deficiencies or low okay. energy. Recovery. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's my sort of piece of research looking at, I guess, the menstrual cycle and. Yeah. Yeah, that's effects on from low energy availability, the consequences of that, and yeah, yeah how can we how can we mitigate that? Really, is, is, mm. the big, is the big question, and it's pretty topical at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Pretty, it's pretty interesting. I, I actually really enjoy it. It's something you never learn about at uni. Obviously, the menstrual cycle is pretty, um, yeah, taboo topic, topic it seems. But I did a lot of stuff on that when I was with the with the um, stars, and that sort of led over to my masters, and now I'm. Yeah, heavily involved in the female physiology space, which is which is yep. quite it's quite nice. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, yep. um, I caught an article on the news. I think it was recently, and they were talking. There was a girl who was doing some. Oh, it, it may have been when I was researching you actually. Uh, um, Emma, is it Emma O'Loughlin? Emma O'Loughlin, and sure. she's doing some work with um, recovering from injuries, but specifically with ladies. In, in uh, she's using the netball teams as as, their, oh, yeah. as the, the people who are participating in the study. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like you say, um, you know, using that the menstrual cycle in terms of studying that and the, I guess leveraging it to maximum effect so that you know, they can get the more more efficient recovery mm -hmm. time from, say, ACL injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really during the particular phases, you express, let's say, during the first phase, um, let's say performance enhancing, and then during the, the second phase of their cycle, yeah. you're sort of in their rest and recover mode. So, yeah. yeah, I know now teams are saying to sort of manipulate their training cycle or their periodization plan yeah. to sort of fit that. I know Harvard Rugby at the moment is, is trialing it. Um, but, yeah, it's quite a hard hard thing to do, right, in a team environment. Mm. I'm, I'm quite heavily involved in the team space. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a hard thing to do. You can do it easily with one-on-one -on -one clients um, yeah. or, one, you know, people are training for an event. Yeah. You can probably manipulate your, your, your plan based on their cycle. But, yeah. yeah, we've got 15 girls, 20 girls. <laughs> Shit, good luck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> busy, busy, you got your work cut out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, I think that's a problem too. In New Zealand, we don't have much SNCs in that environment. You might have one, you know, one paid person. You might have a paid part-time right. uh, if you're lucky. And then suddenly you might have, if you're lucky too, you, you know, you've got some interns underneath you. So mm. you're trying to, trying to manage that as is a hard thing and i think mm. yeah hard work he's got about four or five staff trying to do that at the moment so yeah, yeah be interested to see how that how that plays out yeah and, and there isn't a lot of research in that space is it i mean historically so much sports research has been done on men um yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's sort of watered down so you know to well this is how it might work on on women and yeah. um yeah it's not it's not the case not true. Nah, nah. Yeah, you're completely right yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the studies you find are done on males, whether that's mm. because um, because it's, I guess, easier, as I'm mm. finding, very hormonal things you've got to take into place, or just because we live in such a male-dominated society, right? So yeah. that's also another, yeah, patriarchy is pretty big, yeah. <laughs> as I keep hearing from my partner. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, you got you got those two, two things coming into play, right? So yeah, yeah, no, I, I guess it's, uh, that female space is definitely getting more more research and more developed, but it's nowhere mm. near where it should be. No, right. And you can't just keep applying what, what happens to males across to females, as we're now finding out. It's, you get two different uh, responses, depending yeah. on what you're doing, obviously. But 
um, yeah, you've got basically two different two different phases in this cycle, right? They do two, mm. two completely different things. So mm. yeah, it's, it's mm. definitely a, a space that needs um, more research, and it's it's interesting space. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good that you're, um, I guess, contributing to that and uh, you know making a difference as you as you go through your your own studies. It's uh, it's good mm. to see that that's that's the the angle you've taken. You know, you, I think you'll be adding so much more value to the research out there by doing something like that. Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. We're looking to publish the the data too. So great, it'd be pretty cool having my last name on something. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited for that to be completely honest with you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that should be good Add, adding to the academic world. So that's nice. And so how do you see that playing out in the future? Do you see it just as a qualification, which is sort of a stepping stone, or do you actually really enjoy that academic stuff so much that you can see yourself staying in that world as well as doing the, the practical stuff? Yeah, good question. I, I'm, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, though, to be completely honest with you. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. Research is now something I'm considering as a career pathway. Okay. Um, I've always kind of been... Um, I guess Kelly may know this, always kind of been wanting that next challenge, what's the next step? Yeah. I'm sort of you know, intellectually sort of stimulated. If the role doesn't yeah. give me that, I'm kind of, I'm ready for the next one. Okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And that's why I kind of felt that group fitness environment, that uh, I guess that PT environment or that fitness instructor role wasn't really for me. I felt like I wasn't really challenged. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess I wasn't really using my knowledge personally to the best yeah. of what I thought I could be. Yeah. Quite repetitive. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I um, yeah, thought, all right, next thing. That's where I sort of dabbled into that youth space, get a taste of the high-performance environment. Okay, that's something a little bit more for me. I've tried mm. to dabble into everything. And then now I've sort of dabbled in the research space. I've gone, holy mm. shit, maybe this is something I'm also interested in. So, yeah, PhD is definitely on the cards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought, that's, I thought yeah. that's where we were going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That is on the cards. I'm trying to actually, yeah, I'm on track to receiving a, a full, fully funded scholarship at the moment. So yeah it's definitely on the cards i just i want to brag first to be completely honest after my master's ready for a bit of a break yeah 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 i guess get get the master's ticked off first but um yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you think you might if, if that's the case do you think you'd sort of stay in that arena in in terms of what you've done with the masters and um you know i guess keep exploring that space with with the female research and and how that can uh you know i guess um, grow the grow that field yeah um i think I've talked to a lot of people and they always say that do something that you're really, really, really passionate about. Yeah. Um, if you want to do a PhD. Yeah. Uh, would I say I'm really, really passionate about it? Probably not. Okay. Um, I have a complete interest in it. I have a complete interest in everything, you know, it's in terms yeah. of that space. Yeah. Um, whether I'm completely passionate, uh, I don't know the answer to that. Sure. Um, I think I'm more interested in, uh, I'm pretty big on the whole environment at the moment. Um, Sort of changed my lifestyle because of it too so i'm more interested in in the looking at uh the consequences of now eating behaviors in terms of uh climate change and ah. that sort of side of things so yeah i think if i was to do a phd i would look down the route of uh you know our eating behaviors mm. and looking at our food literacy um what's that consequence on the environment mm. how can we better that based on um human behavior and Mm. yeah 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 that, I'd, I'd sort of look down that side of things if i was to do a phd sort of into mm. that nutritional space house right space. right right yeah as a job i don't think i would continue that as a job that's just what i'm really passionate about sure so sure i think if i was to do a phd it would be down that yeah down that food literacy 
any behaviors uh, yeah. environmental yeah. impact sort of sort of space yeah interesting i noticed there was a um a, a filming or sorry a showing of um is it a sacred cow is that does that ring oh, a bell yeah i've heard of that uh, some, AUT? was it a new zealand show? yeah was it a new yeah. Zealand? Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i've heard something like that yeah coming up um mm, this month or next month i think oh. um at the um akaranga site Okay, is it uh, someone filmed it from AT? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Or or a New Zealander, um, right? And it's it's very much on that 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 topic you just talked about in terms of um, not just nutrition but the environmental impact of of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's my sort of bit of a paradigm shift in the last couple of years. So mm. I guess become a little bit more woken on on things. Mm. Um, yeah, in the last sort of three four years. So I think my passion actually lies with that. Whether I want to pursue that as a job, I don't know. Probably, maybe not. I enjoy what I'm doing at the moment, but yeah, that's my yeah. that's my side sort of passion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of seems a logical conclusion to if you if you get into the master's space that you wouldn't stop there because uh, there's clearly a passion for the for the education and the learning and the research side of things. Yeah, um, and that would just be uh, you know the the old. Uh, Dr. Carey. Yeah, yeah, sounds a bit weird. I, I'd hate, I'd hate for people to call me that. To be completely honest, <laughs> just, just in your passport, and then everyone else can call you Caleb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They can. People just call me by my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but no, yeah. it's definitely. Um, yeah, it's. I like the learning process. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I never actually passed school, um, surprisingly. So, yeah, it's it's I've done a full full U turn. Yeah. Right. It's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what what do you think sparked it? If if that was the case with school, what sort of made it change when you we got a bit older and a bit more mature? Is 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 there something that sort of triggered that for you? Um, maturity, I guess. Growing up. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Yeah. So, any any influential people in your life that you can sort of go? Actually, that person may have had a had an influence. Yeah, my my, my partner and their family. I moved in with them when I was about eighteen. They had a few a lot of trouble at home. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much was homeless for about two years at the age of 16 and then ended up turn, turning my life around when I was living with them actually so they've uh, they're quite educated academic family uh, and they've yeah they um yeah 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 they've done done a lot for me so yeah they've they've sort of guided me down that pathway of you go get an education I've really I guess enjoyed the process actually doing something that I guess I'm interested in is, is yeah. was a difference compared to school yeah 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 thinking everyone's a, everyone's there too I guess make your life harder when they're really not <laughs> and it's funny enough that i've ended up being in a working in the school environment in a so school. <laughs> yeah, i hated school and i'm now working in a school yeah does that mean i mean that's interesting isn't it so does does that mean you bring a different um i guess a different attitude or perspective to the school and knowing what your experience was like um and and trying not to sort of let that happen again for the boys and, and the students around you very much so i definitely took on the role making a promise to myself that I'll never try and make the kids' life harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I see other teachers at school personally, and, yeah, just, you just think, why are you, why are you doing that, you know? There's just no reason right. to get the boys to stand up in the middle of lunchtime, tucking their shirts, pull their, you know, pull their socks right. up, and so you're just literally making their life harder. So, no, I am, yeah. I, I, I'd like to say I'm a pretty chill teacher. Yeah. Um, the, the kids seem to think so, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm there to try and help them. I don't want to try and make their life harder. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I can definitely take on my what I've experienced during school, and I said I don't want to. I don't want to push it out. 
kids. Yeah, yeah. I want to make yeah. time to make their life. You know, you don't want yeah. kids going through during high school, so I don't want to make their life any harder. No, no. I mean, there's there's so many other challenges when you're that age, aren't there? That isn't just school related. You know, you're finding yourself what 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 you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, who your mates are, who your mates aren't. Um, you know, there's so many layers to work through as a as a teenager, and um, you know, any anything that can make that more challenging is just not helpful. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I I still laugh at myself actually that I'm in this role. Yeah. And people that kind of know my past, I guess, laugh at me in this role too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but no, it's it's um it's good, it's good. I yeah, can, them, I guess, from, from things. can you remind me what what the six sports are that you um you referred to earlier that the school that you oversee? Yeah, yeah so from the SSC side of things, we, so the, the school sort of invests heavily into six sports. That's um yeah, hockey, basketball, cricket, yeah, uh, rugby, rowing, and um so basketball, cricket throwing uh, hockey and hockey as well ah uh, yeah 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 okay so that's okay. the six primary sports um yeah they invest heavily into those there's like a director of each sport okay and there's like a team under each it's funny enough so that that's that big that there is yeah team there's a sort of role director role for each of the sports and then they have wow. a team of them and then you have the director of academy of sport and then you have me overseeing all the the yeah. snc yeah. side of things for okay for the kids yeah well yep. for the youth sort of development athletes and all yep, the kids yep. pick for that for the premier roles in the age yeah yeah yeah, yeah. pretty big so do, do you have most contact with sort of the top teams in each of those sports yeah so i look after so the prims are a little bit different so the academies from year nine to eleven yeah um so you got a trial you then have to be selected right and part of your uh subjects at school you have three uh, academy of sports sessions so let's okay. say a rugby kid you'll yep. then have two rugby sessions a week yeah um, and you'll have uh one sort of like youth development movement session with me a week okay. so we, we heavily look at that sort of practice versus play approach or a structured versus non-structured yeah theoretical approach with them um yep. and yeah so they basically have that and yeah they come in yeah they have three academy of sports sessions a week plus they have PE and all the other things so mm. yeah they're, they're quite they're quite busy yeah um, too busy i think we're doing a bit of in-house research actually looking at um hours of structured activity versus their age because we know that yeah so on that if you do more structured act activity uh, than your age that can actually increase your risk of overuse injuries so um, that's what boys are now experiencing <laughs> so hours for your age so if you're 14 don't do more than 14 hours yeah yeah yeah. so the research is heavily saying if you're 14 years old you should be doing more than 14 hours of structure interesting okay let's say you're 16 same yep. thing if you're eight uh same thing some more yep. research has just come out saying uh you shouldn't be doing the same sport for longer than eight months in the year ah. um, that can then increase your risk of overuse injuries yeah uh, but that that idea of structure activity um versus your age and hours yeah, yeah. um, versus your age yeah that's that's something that's heavily been now i guess pushed yeah towards parents yeah yeah, yeah good they're thinking we're now thinking okay you got the other end of the spectrum where you got kids who don't move yeah then you got these kids who do so much uh, particularly these sort of high-end kids who are in these academies and representative yeah. clubs that suddenly they have they're going through maturation with the puberty and, and then suddenly they're doing doing too much and then it's mm. actually putting them at greater risk of these mm. overuse injuries which can cause great problems uh long term yeah 
Yes. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting, I, I think. Yeah. How I, um, minimizing that. So that's where our theoretical approach comes into play too with the, with the S&C side of things. We're looking yeah. at that sort of structured versus non-structured, or I like to call it play versus yeah. practice approach yeah. to um, S&C. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if a kid's kind of got to his his limit, he knows how many his his limit is for the week. Is there a limit to the amount of play time that's outside of that? No. Yeah. So we want to try and promote as much play. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you can think of it. I don't really know what play is. Non mm. um, um, adult guided activities. So let the kids just play. You know, do their thing. Do their thing. Yeah. yeah whatever yeah. that may be. Um, yeah. It's more so the, the structure activity where they got, you know, when there's adults for running the session, that's where they're sort of yeah. at greater risk of whatever that may be. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, play now, play, play as much as you want, right? Yeah. 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 Play yeah. also yeah. spreads yeah. the load too. It's just those, it's just you're loading specific joints, usually yes. the hips, back, yes. knees, um, probably the most common yeah. injury. Yeah. yeah. Um, but would play, you know, you're, load, you're loading up the body, trunk, all sorts. Um, yeah, yeah. You just play football all year round, constantly during winter, during summer, during winter, during summer. Then suddenly mm. you're loading your hips. Mm. You're going through key key stages of puberty. You're trying to mm. grow, and things just go a little bit haywire. So yeah, yeah. We've got a few of the boys actually at the moment suffering from one fracture of their back, actually two fractures of their back. Another one's hip has sort of gone dis disjointed. Yeah. Um, Myself, I suffered from overuse injuries through my hips when I was 15, 16. I had a double hip surgery. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't even realize that was a thing at yeah. the time. I was just playing as much sport as I could. Yeah, yeah. I think still at the moment, not much people know about it. But we're try yeah, trying to actively get that push out. I know physios are now trying to get that out. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's hard though, right? You've got a kid who's making academies, making rep teams. How do you tell the kid to stop? Um, yeah especially when they're really talented and they can just apply that to any sport or you know two or three different sports it's um it's it's as you say it's just that load isn't it and um and and, and having that play time isn't just about not loading it's also about the brain right and development it is it is it is like cognitive development yeah you, you see i always say to the kids all the time um seems to be a particular problem looking at the footballers actually but yeah. um, i say to the kids all the time look at the and research has shown too that the people who participate in, let's say, six sports at a young age, and let's say specialised at the age of 16 to 18, actually have shown enhanced or they've actually gone further in their, in their specialised sport compared to those who have, I guess, specialised at the age of 12, picked up, stuck at one sport, yeah. um, suddenly they're injured at the age of 16, 17, 18, and now they've dropped out at the age of 20, you know? Mm, mm. Um, yeah, you might have the freak athlete who gets through, but there's probably a thousand of the thousand people who didn't make it through the injuries or whatnot to the one person that does make it. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to talk to a kid about, but I think introducing them to many sports at a young age would help solve that problem. Um, and many sort, many sports that actually, you know, not just football, futsal, maybe like rugby, uh, rugby is probably over contact, but let's say you're being real safe that you might do, I don't know, tennis, which is upper body. Yep. That. You might then do, I don't know, netball. Yep. So, you know, like you're loading all different, all different. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joints. So yeah, it's, it's a it's an interesting one. Mm. You see the kids who have let's play done gymnastics, football, tennis, hockey, all sorts, touch tag. Suddenly they they seem to get further in their career than others. 
Right, right. So it's a real fine balance, isn't it, at the end of the day? And I guess having both the school and the, and the parents on the same page would, would make quite a big difference. So those pushy parents aren't, uh, aren't get sending their kids over the edge. Yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. Yeah. And you can see it too in terms of the motor development and the, yeah. uh, the sort of skill acquisition and stuff like that in terms of the kids. You can see that the more developed kids, and it's yeah. always a kid who play more for the sport. Yeah. Um, can just pick up a ball and, yeah. you know, do God knows what with it. So yeah. compared yeah. to those that just play one sport and suddenly they get introduced to another sport, they're like, shit, they don't know what the hell's going on. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you can definitely visually see it too. Mm, um, mm, I think mm. it's pretty clear. Yeah. It's pretty clear. You can, you can, you can see it. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting stuff. Oh, yeah, I could talk about this all day. It's, 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 it's just a fascinating topic. You know, it's the, the real world mixing with the research and getting the best out of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to apply the research. Parents is a hard thing. Getting the cost of parents is, is probably the key message, right? Being able to get the cost of the parents, I think. Yeah. While the kids sort of follow what the parents say and do. So yeah. you'd have, you'd have bit, better results from it. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah trying to get that the messages out there is it seems to be lacking at the moment yeah i guess yep. as time as time comes um more mm -hmm. people talk about it mm -hmm. i guess these sort of platforms you know um the message yeah so um <clears throat> yeah fascinating subject that whole that whole student development space really um and it sounds like but you're doing that research so that you can actually give some evidence back to the parents and, and like just it just helps the case yeah, we're doing some some in-house research for two reasons. One reason to try and I don't even know if the school knows much about it. Yeah, um, it's they've kind of asked me to take on the role to really enhance that space. So yeah. um, we've got we've got three other researchers, uh, three other pieces going in-house at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, that's one of them. So I, I'm hoping that we can get some data back to some information back to the directors, back to the principal. Right, um, and some information go out to the parents too at, at the end of our at the end of our research. Yeah, um, yeah, to sort of just bring awareness to it. Yeah, and also yeah. to the kids, right? Try also, yeah, the kids yeah, educate the kids on it. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the space that we're going in terms of that education, and we're also trying to see how if the kids are doing too much, what can we then do in the SNC environment to help minimize that? Do we right. need to introduce more play activities? Yeah. Um, you know, do we need to be less structured in our approach? Yeah. yeah. You can still introduce play activities that, I don't know, target your lunge, your, your hip hinge, whatever. You know, it's, you can very much so do that. It's just, okay, what do we do 50-50% practice and play or do we do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, do we do a 60-40 approach? Do we do yeah. a 60-40 approach? Smart. Uh, yeah, so how, how, how can we mm. guide our SC practices to then fit? Um, yeah what we're then seeing in our data and our own actual academy of sport data rather than just basing off research let's just do some yep. research yep um, yep so yeah, two purposes clever the kids and the directors and parents and also to then okay what can we do in the snc space that actually help minimize um i guess these injuries whilst we're contributing to physical development and, and yep. movement competencies and motor learning and you know all smart that sort of smart yeah 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 clever i mean that's the thing isn't it it's gathering the evidence as you go so that you get better at what you're doing and you can then you've always got a case back to the school to say look we're doing it this way because xyz says so 100 percent. and I, I think it's going to be hard to bring the case of okay we need to stop doing more structure activity because they've invested so much into 
putting the systems in place right mm, so mm. i feel like even if you did approach them but hey the kids are doing too much it might be a big bit of back and forth for debating uh, I, I doubt much will get changed particularly if the directors i doubt the directors will want to reduce their time on the field or on the court or whatever so if that's the case then you know what else can we then do and that's sort of where i can sort of come into play and go here yeah. maybe we need to um yeah move to more of a uh, more of a play sort of uh, movement movement based snc section right um, yeah it's, mm. it's it's up to debate that's for sure, sure. Hopefully we can we can we can base our discussion off off the research and what actually our data is showing rather than just opinionated yeah this yeah. should be done this should yeah. be done here's the data yeah let's yeah. something about it yeah, let yeah, it yeah. speak yeah yeah let it speak for itself so yeah yeah that's, that's a big pro that's a, one of the big projects that's happening at Cool, yeah, so exciting. School at the moment, yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. What would you um, what would you recommend someone who's sort of interested in following a pathway similar to yours? What any any tips in terms of? I mean, it sounds like um, talking to lots of different people and and lots of different groups. And you said sort of dabbling was 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 what worked well for you. But any other tips in terms of people who are thinking, ah, oh, listening to this, this is what I want to do. Um, yeah, I would just. Um, I'd just say try and if, if I was to do it again, um, continue. I think I would do something similar to what I've already done. Yeah. Um, continue to. I, I guess I've done two things. I've tried to build connections. Yeah. Um, that was first and foremost. I I say that to the yeah. to all the university students underneath me. I say, yeah. key thing is to try and build connections. Um, mm. I kind of get annoyed at them actually if they're like, oh, I'm just gonna go do my placement where I, where I already work I'm like, what's the point of that you yeah. know you're already working there um yeah. these placement opportunities or these internship opportunities for you to sort of build these connections yeah um don't just take the easy, lazy option and just mm. say oh, i'm gonna work here just mm. I'm do my placement here just because i already work here because mm. it's a tough industry to get into so if you're if you're serious about it um i guess yeah put the work in a little bit and yeah you don't want to do free free work experience for the rest of your life so once you actually start working full-time you would never want to go back to working for free right so no. yeah no definitely not so you might as well try and um build those experiences while i guess you're studying and i know during my my undergrad you're forced into doing placement experiences so um yeah build as much connections as you can yeah uh, the second thing i guess is that I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to get into that performance space, but I, I knew that's kind of a little bit silly to, for me to just be so narrow-minded and just say, I only want to do this. Mm. So with all my placement experiences, I've dabbled into a bit of everything. Yeah. You know, I worked with Kelly at Nine Round. Yeah. Yeah. She knows that wasn't really for me. Um, I did some stuff for Auckland Council as like a fitness instructor, which is, mm. they all have their, their places, right? I learned a lot with Kelly and the people who work there and how to deal with people. Fitness mm. um, instructing role. Um, again, I did that for a couple of years and was ready to move on. Okay, maybe that's not for me. That sort of gave me a taste of that sort of PT environment. Mm. And then we sort of trialed with a placement with athlete development. Okay, it's a little bit more interesting that youth space, uh, you can learn. I find what's interesting with the youth space is that you you can trial and error things and the kids never know. Right, uh, right. Which I, which I find really, really good. Mm, uh, mm. For people who are coming into the scene is that you can get something wrong and they have no idea. 
Yeah. So you can just yeah. keep doing new things on them. Sure. I guess building uh, your own, I guess, SNC knowledge. Yeah. And they have no idea. When with adults, if you come across and you don't really know what you're talking about, you sort yeah. of lose that report, you lose that trust. Suddenly, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know, that's what I've found anyway. Suddenly you don't really know. You look like, oh, this guy doesn't really know what he's doing. Suddenly you've lost them. But when with the kids, it's like, okay, I can trial this and you, trial this and you, trial that. Sure, like, sure. I don't really know what I'm talking about. The kids don't know. So that's been yeah. a good learning curve for me too. Mm, mm. And then, yeah, I got, and then obviously I've dabbled into that performance in space and I've sort of thought yeah. that's where I wanted to go. So, yeah, I'd say, so I'd sort of bearing off there, I'd say, yeah, try and build as many connections as you can. Mm. Uh, it sort of worked for me. It's, mm. say that it's the people you know, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd equally say that I've worked to try and build those connections. I haven't just relied on people to get me jobs. Sure. Um, and, yeah, have a double into that. You know, all sorts. Yeah, group yep. scene, yep. PT, yep. youth development. I've done yep. some, you know, I'm now working in the performance environment too. Yeah. Um, I'm now now thinking research is something I'm interested in. So I've dabbled into like five different things. Mm. Mm -hmm. What I really want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good stuff. I think those are, those have been two, yeah. two and, yeah. and always um, work hard while you're there, I think, is another thing. Um, you're there you have to be there if you're on an internship or you're on a placement you, you've got to be there and do your hours so yep. no point there's nothing worse than someone just showing up to do their hours and then leaving because that's kind of going to get you nowhere yeah absolutely yeah so that work ethic is very important i think so yeah, yeah well yeah. work ethic is very important anywhere but yeah if you really want to i guess want to roll i've been fortunate enough that i landed myself a yep. role in athlete development in new zealand football yep. I've kind of been offered roles everywhere I've been, fortunately. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, you got to, you're there, you know, you might as well work. Yeah, absolutely. Put in the graft. You don't get anything out if you don't put anything in. 100% be a sponge. Yeah. Be yeah. A sponge. yeah. Okay. I think that's what I'd say. I hope that's that, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate it. It's um, it's great to um, to talk to someone who's, you know, whose work relates still to the industry, but it's a slightly different flavor. And um, I think that'll be really useful for people listening. So uh, yeah. I appreciate um, appreciate your time, Caleb, and also your, you know, your your openness to to um, with all of the all of the things that you've talked about and uh, and shared with us today. And I hope that um, you have huge success in the future. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Yeah, still, yeah. still early on. <laughs> <laughs> early days, but um, early days you've already early. you've already done quite a bit already. So um, good luck yeah, with that. Yeah. What sounds like the PhD is on its way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll probably chuck a few more wrinkles on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Thank so good to talk and um, catch you another time. Thanks, Caleb. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of The PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.